Oh, hello there. Lejeune, you better brace yourself because we are getting mm. Monica on the line today from oh, T.I. and bad. Tiny I'm Friends and Family Hustle. Come through with these bookings. All right, check us out. And then after that, we'll chat about new episodes of To Catch a Beautician. Then we had the season premiere of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, where we'll give India Farah a ring to chat about everything from the yes. twists, the turns, Derek Barry, and her win. So, Lejeune, you know what I'm going to say. The podcast mm-hmm. got to start right now. It's VH100. Let's go. Welcome to VH100, the official podcast for all things VH1, pop culture, and more. If you haven't subscribed or commented, please do it. My name is Easy Manoli. That's right, and I'm Lejeune, and we're excited about yet another episode of VH100, the podcast. And if y'all want to get in on this conversation, make sure you're using that hashtag, VH100 podcast, and talk that talk, um, because I almost didn't write podcast when i was using the hashtag so easy you already know i have these issues i know that's okay i need to know <laughs> what, what is going when on your own co-host you. doesn't check for your own podcast that's a, <laughs> that's a thing yeah i literally was posting last week's episode and almost forgot the podcast in our hashtag that's that okay crazy. but yeah as we know last and week, i said we... easy would kill me he would love to catch me slipping like this out here in these streets no i actually don't I'm like when you're slipping happen. i'm like no i try to prevent you from slipping that's what i try to yeah, do you're right you're right i'm you're always right. like no you i'm got the guy my that's back, grabbing boo. you yeah <laughs> you got my back so as we he's know, like podcast <laughs> as we know last week we took a beat because of what was been going on in our country and it was mm-hmm. it was a very what tough week especially for our black community so I did go to a couple protests, and I'm not going to lie, I did have that mindset of, is this finally going to make a difference? Because, you know, when people protest, you're just like, this isn't going to go anywhere. But mm-hmm. I am really happy to see the change that has come. Like, for instance, all the policemen involved in George Floyd's death were charged and arrested. Mm-hmm. Our mm-hmm. New York City mayor announced on Twitter that he's going to reform 50A, which prevented the public from accessing disciplinary records of police officers. Mm-hmm. Some funds will be shifted from the NYPD to youth and social services. And then the L.A. mayor is going to be slashing the LAPD budget. Minneapolis mm-hmm. has banned the use of neck restraints and chokeholds and promising a new system from the ground up on public safety. There's a couple more coming your way. Dallas has adopted a duty to intervene that requires officers to prevent a colleague of theirs from using excessive force. And we saw some Confederate statues were taken down, as they should be. Reddit (laughs) co-founder Alexis Alexis Ohanian, who is Serena Williams' husband, stepped down as being the co-founder because he's like, you know, I, I hope that they find a black candidate to fill my spot. And um, yes, I hope that they do as well. Yes. And the street in front of the White House has been renamed to Black Lives Matter Plaza. So if you want to send a letter, that's what you have to write to get your letter there. So some good moves here, but definitely a lot more work to be done. But I'm happy to see this change because, again, I come from that mindset of like, okay, is anything going to actually change or is anything going to happen? So I'm really happy to see some change. 
Right, indeed, 100%. Um, progress is progress, um, but we have to continue the movement because last week was also tough remembering Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, she would have celebrated her 27th birthday last week had she still been alive. Yep. And, you know, as we know, Breonna was sleeping. Um, you know, as we're hearing know about the case, she was sleeping with her boyfriend on March 13th in Louisville when three plainclothes cops went into her home on a no-knock warrant, mm-hmm. and she was accidentally shot eight times and although the FBI said that they have been investigating they said that back in May which you know those comments only came out from a lot of pressure from the media inquiring so thanks to the protests and people getting out there and letting their voices be heard but unfortunately still to this day there's still been no arrest um and administrative leave just doesn't feel like a fair exchange um for life so we just have to make sure that we're continuing to get out there and let our voices be heard and you know it was just also especially hard for me this week because you know Taj is really starting to feel it as you know this continues to go on as we're walking in the streets and seeing people with signs and talking about it and just hearing family talk about it and I feel like sometimes it's worse when like a kid hears adults talking about it because they're getting like little piecemeal so you know just having to like re- have these conversations and just do it in a way where I'm making sure he's fully comfortable. So, you know, thank God to Elmo for his help with that. I saw and that. Sesame Street, Sesame Street. Cause they were too cute and they were helpful and helping, you know, with the little project that I had where I had him, you know, write about what, is a protest. Why do people protest? Yeah. You know, knowing what's going on right now, what would your sign say? Mm-hmm. And Taj said that his sign would say, don't hurt people. That's what he did for his assignment. And so there it is there, folks. We got to listen to the kids, bro. Oh, no, 100%. And I I actually was really proud of the whole Sesame Street taking that um, stance, too, because it's important to have these conversations with your children, especially. And that's what that's what I was saying last week. Like, it sucks that you have to have that conversation with your son. If I had a child, yeah, like does. I wouldn't ha- like, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't have to because I'm a white man. And right. trying to have a child understand the concept of that, especially at such a young age. And like, well, why would they do this to me? And you. Yeah, it's true. Like, you, you have don't to inst- want them. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. Almost- you don't want to make them hate and you don't want to make them live in fear you know and it's such a sensitive time you don't want to you know take away their light just trying to make sure that they stay safe but you have to and you know previous you know before last week we had these conversations but we just talked about it um Mm. but last week he cried and he was upset so it was really painful to have to see that in him in my sweet baby boy and to have to talk him through that so we did it and then we had a a family chat with his dad so that was sweet okay so like an open discussion and unfortunate that we had to have it but you know how's he been so you said he's been a part of protests He hasn't been a part of protests, but, you know, he's learning and, you know, I let him be active and I make sure that he's aware when I am making my contributions and talking to him about why we're doing this. And I'm on the fence about taking him to a protest because, Mm -hmm. as we know, you know, we we are intending to have peaceful protests, but sometimes there's some interference and people with different agendas trying to go there and turn the protest up. So I'm not sure 100% if I feel comfortable taking him, but I do 
I will take his sign. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I definitely want to like take him out um, and like have with some close families, maybe like an intimate moment where we go out with our signs and we let our voices be heard. But maybe not in a huge protest with everyone. Yeah. Well, thankfully, it seems like our protests have gotten peaceful because we did have a mandated curfew and it has now yes. been lifted because we we've been told that the protests have been peaceful. So that is the way to yeah. go about it. But as Lejeune that said, that is the way to go about sometimes it. Sometimes people... Even with COVID-19, it's still a lot. And, you know, I'm yeah. still a mom and I want to fight for justice and I'm definitely doing my part and making sure that he's educated and aware. But I'm just not 100% sure if I'm comfortable taking him out. I get it. Yeah, there's a... As we always say, there's a lot of layers. Yes, layers. There's a lot of layers. Okay. So we do hope that everybody is doing okay out there. Please stay strong, be in good spirits, and let's just keep this movement going because we've already, like I said, got some shit done yes. in a week or two. All right, everybody? All right. All right. So should we dive into this VH1 world, Miss Thing? Let's get it. Let's get it. Okay. So on to TI and Tiny Friends and Family Hustle. We'll give Monica a call in a bit. But first, we are celebrating Toya's birthday sleepover style, putting it all over Instagram Live and giving the girls nicknames like Toya's is Lil Lick. I was like, okay. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I don't like a Lil Lick. You got to use the full tongue, but that's fine. Right. Okay. Okay. (laughs) More than the tongue. Oh, let me. Uh, Tiny's lick the tip. Ma- okay, Monica so they cousins, they cousins, yeah. Lil Lick and Lick the Tip, yeah. they cousins, <laughs> they cousins, and they also know Ryder. So hello, uh, Monica out. is bands, and then Latoya is sexy beast with three X's. So don't get that twisted. Yeah, don't get it twisted. <laughs> I was so surprised how quickly Monica came out with that name because I just knew she was gonna come and they were gonna say, "What's your name?" She was gonna be like, "Y'all, what y'all doing?" But yeah. she was like, "Bands, honey." Yeah. Well, she's talked about it before how she's pretty limber. Yeah, so when we get her on the phone, well, maybe we'll bring that up. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Latoya's name being Sexy Beast seems to fit well for her because Tommy was grabbing up on that booty of hers in yeah, the recording he said she studio. Got the yeah, in the recording studio, she makes a joke. She's just like, "Listen, hubby, just you don't need to warm up the mic for me. Just get me some Christmas cookies." And he's like, "You know, oh, you got everybody. You got enough for everyone. So here, we just need some milk." Right. And cue that booty grab where I felt that. I literally thought I almost got a little touched. I had to look back and I was like, oh. And you were like, oh, you were like it's, in the, it's you just were myself. really in the Christmas cheer for that moment. But yeah. literally, I'm I'm so crazy because I was like, when I saw it, I would have been like, ooh, I would have told him, no, this is the Christmas cake. You guys yeah. get the cookie. <laughs> yeah, we want to be a cake, not a cookie, okay? But no, yeah, he was even like biting biting his little lip. I was like, oh my God. But Yeah, he was feeling that. As we know, there's some nerves in the studio because the execs are going to be coming in and to check on the progress of the holiday album. And they are not aware of the broken hearted songs that LaToya wants to do. Which right. is probably, and it I'm sounds sure like one or two, right? It doesn't sound like the whole album is going to be like this. So they do seem a little caught off guard. And Tommy tries to come in with the co-sign. Latoya's opening up. She's just like, listen, these songs are based on what's been going on with me and my husband. Right. And the execs agree it's unconventional, but they like the messaging and the language. So they're here for it, which I agree I was with. into the vibes, too. I was, like, skeptical when she first was talking about the idea of potentially doing these heartbreak Christmas songs. But 
it kind of was a vibe. And guess what? Someone out there is going to be going through a heartbreak on Hello. Christmas. A lot of someone. And they there. need yeah. something. Yeah. I've had a couple times where I was like, that motherfucker. <laughs> right. So it, it, it will resonate. I'll be home with for Christmas. Somebody. My ass, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck trying to get in these doors. The locks are changed. Right, right. So there's that. <laughs> but according to Tommy, moving forward, Latoya will be nothing. Will be making nothing but love songs. Okay. 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 okay daddy. <laughs> We're also finding out that Major's love in passion isn't socializing, but with video games. So right, and technology. Hello. So during some family trampoline fun, he sees one of his classmates, but doesn't say anything. Which I've had that right. happen too. It happens, especially on the subway when you see like a coworker and you're literally on the same car. I don't say anything because I'm all. No, sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. And I'm just like, listen, and sometimes it's not that I'm necessarily trying to be stink. But what if they don't feel like talking? I'm a human being and I know I've had those moments. And I'm like, well, if they want to talk, they'll look, make eye contact or something. And then we'll talk. You could do the nod like, oh, hey. Yeah, exactly. But then sometimes it's awkward because then if you're like going to the same place, you have to sort of stick together. And you're like, you might have your own thing going on. It's just so tricky. But as a kid. Definitely. Sometimes I would see kids and just not say anything. And my dad or parents would be like, isn't that your classmate? I'd be like, shut You're embarrassing me. Well, that's what T.I. did. So T.I. called yes. him out in front of the cashier, no less, on how right. he needs to be social. And the cashier, she was even co-signed. She's like, yeah, you got to be more social. But he's like, listen, listen, my mind is not here. I want to be creative. So, of course, Tip has a place in mind to help Major explore his video game interests. Which is cool to see how it all comes together and the, the little outfits with the little balls on it. Yeah. Seeing Tiny throw down in it. She's like, pew, pew, pew. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, Miss Thing. All right. <laughs> and then Tiny has the girls over the house talking about a birthday trip for Monica and Toya. T.I. is mm-hmm. rolling up on them on their little fellowship moment, quote unquote. And, you know, Monica's like telling everybody how her kids are all about her going on this trip. Like, oh, my God, you better go, Mom. And I love how yeah, Tip was like, do you, Ma, live your life. You, you've been everywhere with us, Mom. <laughs> and then Tip's like, well, you know the reason. Teenage right. pregnancy. Good. I'm like, teenage pregnancy. Tip. I was like, not, not the way Monica the laid insight. down the rules. I don't see that happening. But I say we give her a ring. Let's get her on the line. Yes. Hello. <gasps> ring, 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 bitch. Pew, 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 pew. Hey. Oh, snap. We got Monica on the line. How are we doing, Miss 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 Bands? How are yeah. we doing? Incredible. Did you say bands? Yeah. Miss Bands. <laughs> Somebody's been tuned in. You know it. And a little jealous because I was telling the June earlier that I've been trying mm-hmm. to do a split and I accidentally pop something. And now I got to switch up my legs because I do it this way with the foot in the front, not the sideways. So which split version do you do? I do both. Um, so believe oh. Yeah, I, I do both um, multiple ways. However, it doesn't matter to me because I grew up, believe it or not, um, heavily involved in gymnastics. I stayed in it for seven years. Oh. And for a long time, it was my first love. And it is so crazy, guys, because my daughter is now obsessed. She watches Gabby oh, Douglas. Yes. I mean, she oh, is wow. obsessed and she's splitting and backflipping everywhere. Oh, wow. So, you know, maybe she'll get to pick up on the one thing that I kind of put down to pursue music, to be oh, honest. Yeah. You know what they say about that apple? 
Uh, hello, doesn't fall from from fall from that tree. <laughs> but, it flipped right off of that tree into a split. <laughs> as it should. So before we get into friends and family hustle, I know this week you made sure to get your vote on during the Georgia primaries. How can we stress the importance of voting during primaries? Because everyone always thinks like, oh, it's just about the president. Snoop even revealed that it's his first time, vi- you know, voting in general. Yeah. So and how you can know we what? express how did that? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people are embarrassed to find that they are, you know, that they haven't participated before. But as we see the changes in the world, mm-hmm. we see it's m- more important now than ever. And, you know, our our ancestors, our people, they fought for the right for us to be able to do so. So exercise that right, because what people don't realize is we have to put emphasis on voting for presidential primary elections because they determine what happens in your state, in your city. Yeah amongst your people on a daily basis. So we need them. You know, we need them. And I don't think people totally understand the importance of choosing um, who it is you would like to vote for. There's tons of information out there about people. Um, You can research. We'll never know everything, but we can try to make the best decisions possible and vote. That's just mandatory for us as not just a people, but our country as a whole. Right. That part. The primaries are so important because I'm like, that directly affects you guys. Like, hello. But that's fine. We're getting there. We're getting there. But I think people are. Here's here's the thing about what's happening right now. There's Mm -hmm. been an awakening. Not for everyone, because we still see some just don't get it. And some don't. But my prayer is always that more are impacted, more are touched and more are awakened because that awakening helps us to explain to our kids why it's important. Won't be long before they're 18. 21, mm-hmm. 25. You know, we, a lot of us just didn't know the importance. You look at where we come from, maybe what we've been through. Some people are trying to figure out, well, I was arrested before, but were you convicted? Um, does yeah. this mean that you can or cannot vote? These are the things that we have to push people to get that information yeah. and know so and that educate they can do, yourself. educate yourself and do what you can. 100 percent, because, you know, it is these politicians that we need to be using our voices and make sure we're going out to vote that are the ones that can actually create the change that we're actually looking for and out in the streets fighting for right now. And, you know, sadly, you know, with what's going on right now, this isn't new, the racial discrimination and injustice that we've been seeing in this system. And it's something that continues to happen. In fact, I was, you know, sharing with Easy a little earlier about how, you know, when you had this really huge viral moment with your hit song, So Gone, coming back into play and going viral. And I've never got gone and participated in any online challenges, but the So Gone challenge inspired me um, just because of the So Gone of it all to use it as an opportunity to highlight the lives that were lost and are gone at the hands of police brutality and racially motivated violence. And it's just so crazy when I think about it because I literally was just running through names um, for a few minutes and sadly the list is just getting longer and you're you know you have kids that you're raising how are they holding up during these times and how do you explain all of these events to them you know I use each one as yet another teachable moment Mm. I'm I'm really unafraid of, of topics and subjects, especially worldly ones with my kids. And I'm raising two young black men and a young black girl. Mm. And they are in school in a place where not a lot of people look like them. But then they play sports where 
it's my hood. It's where I'm from. Mm -hmm. So they really live a diverse life and they've experienced a lot because of that. But the reality is that it pains them. So explaining that him crying out for his mother, George Floyd crying out for his mother, who is already with the Lord. It said a lot just in those very few moments. Mm -hmm. He knew exactly what was happening to him. And there was no one there powerful enough to stop what took place. Mm -hmm. As much as we wish we could go back and change how these incidents have taken place, we can't. But what we can do is arm our kids. We can't shield them from the truth. We can't shield them from the reality. We have to be honest with them. And we have to tell them how important it is. My 14 year old was out protesting uh, with family members of ours. My 12 year old is, is um, also going to attend one. They, these are yes. things that they are wanting to do because they're armed with the knowledge. A lot of what we fall victim to is because we don't know it even exists. There are a lot of kids now that are just seeing racism for the first time. That's mm -hmm. not the case for my children. Mm -hmm. Money doesn't change the fact that they are black African-American kids. Mm -hmm. Period. So they've experienced a lot of different things that have al allowed us to have open dialogue about mm -hmm. it. But mm -hmm. this turn of events here lately has really pushed it into being not just dinner table conversation, but conversation all day mm -hmm. when they watch the news. Um, and when they ask me why, that's the one thing that I have not fully been able to give them an answer for. Yeah. We know we don't know why we don't know why, but we know what we can do to change that. We know what we can do to make sure that the generations to come aren't experiencing systematic racism the way we have. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things that I probably wasn't allowed to do because simply the color of my skin. I mean, that's been a topic of debate in music for many, many years. Many years. You give the same song to a person of another race and something different may happen with the record. That's been the, but that is just the tip of the iceberg. People losing their lives, especially mm -hmm. to those that are supposed to protect and serve is unacceptable. Yeah. Unacceptable. Yeah, our kids are having to deal with the Ku Klux Klan marching through the city we lived in. So oh, my hell. children are seeing things firsthand, which wow. would surprise some. Wow. And I'm really pr proud of you because you always keep yourself in a calm, cool, and collected manner. Because if I was in your shoes, I'd be like, these people are assholes. But I understand, like, that's not very educating. But I do, <laughs> I'm very proud of you. <laughs> very proud of you because I, I, you know, I spit off here and there. And I'm not in the public eye like you are. But I'm just, you know, I, I've started some social media fights, just to say the least. But we are glad to hear that Rocco is in good health. Mm -hmm. And the whole... When I saw you, again, keeping it calm, cool, and collected, having seeing somebody have a seizure, it's just a lot to handle because I've had that. I saw mm. it, and mm. you just maintained your composure. Well, I, I, I've i learned. I don't know. Google could tell you a lot about how crazy my life has been, um, but it doesn't have all the facts. <laughs> what do you mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, you know, I, I've, I've been through a lot in my lifetime, and I realized that a lot of times it's not what happens, but how you respond respond mm. to it that determines the outcome. So when mm. things go down, I typically, I've, I've trained myself to think first. Now, 20-year-old Monica couldn't do that, but 40-year-old Monica does that. Hello? I'm not saying this is not something that wasn't a, a whole, it took a lot of work for me to get to this point, but nothing on this earth means more to me than my children. So to see mm. one of them in distress at all, it really was a lot for me. And I realized that, my response would determine the outcome. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to lose my child. I didn't yes. want to, 
you know, have to replay that day over and over again. So the first thing that I could do was think, you know, sit him up so that he didn't choke. Um, just the things that I've been taught over the years, because I've been in so many different types of situations, you mm -hmm. know, that's one of the times where I could really thank God and say, you know what, my experiences weren't for nothing. And mm -hmm. I just had to be there for my child. And as you see, I missed several episodes of the season because I was still with my child because yes. I wanted them to make sure that this wasn't something that's reoccurring. And thank God it wasn't. But, you yeah. know, he's he learned a lot from it, too. And the good thing is it goes back to what I was talking about, that open dialogue nonstop. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you're feeling. Tell me, you know, how did this make you feel? Um, I asked his permission before I even shared what was taking place with him with the show. So mm -hmm. I just have a different type of relationship with my kids because I didn't have the opportunity to really be a kid. I, mm -hmm. I was out here on Very the road by 13. And so I've been an adult and I felt the need to go to him and see how he felt about me sharing. And he was like, mm. I'm okay with it, mama, because somebody else may go through this and hopefully it helps them some type of way, or at least they don't feel like they're alone. Now he is a bit shy. Mm -hmm. So when we see that, which is okay. Out, there, that's a yeah. lot to, to process. There's cameras yeah. in your face. There's lights, yeah. you know, yeah. there's, he, it's he's pressure. Just naturally shy. That's always who he was. Um, my younger two, are the complete opposite, as you can see from my middle child constantly <laughs> ending up on the shade. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I think I think God understood. God was like, let me give her some balance here. So right. that one is kind of shy, and but he wanted me to share, and I and I don't share unless my kids give me. They're okay. They're blessed well, too. That was very mature of him for want for being cool with you sharing so that he could share that experience with anyone else. And but speaking of you actually being an adult so early and not really experiencing your childhood, we know that you didn't have a homecoming or a prom experience. And mm. once again, you kept it so calm, collected, and cute, watching <laughs> your baby boy get ready for homecoming. Now, I have a son. He's seven years old. He's a little guy. And I'm just not sure how I would handle all of that growing up and handsomeness happening at one time. And plus, this is like your first homecoming as well. How yeah. did you keep that calm and collected and cute? <laughs> Well, the main thing is, is that I know their moments are still theirs, you know. So <laughs> oh, that is nice, mama, because everybody's yeah. mama doesn't know that. I feel they like most like people's that. mama don't know. That. Yeah, because in the grand scheme of things, you know, I could have gone and gotten me something to wear and all of that, too, because my boxes were stacked to the ceiling at the time. Like we live a real life over here. So my things were in storage, half there, half not, you know, all of that. And I just said, you know, this moment is still his. And I want to participate. I was glad his father came and we mm -hmm. just kind of stepped to the side. We were letting him do his thing. And I was surprised that he wanted to share it even on the show. But I was glad he did because it was an important moment for me, especially after what happened to him. But I still let yeah. him let him have it. You know, we use the same driver. Steve is a family member. He's like a brother to me. So I didn't try to chaperone and escort i let steve handle it you know <laughs> she so, drew that line in the sand she's like go ahead do you nah, but yeah, steve's so, coming with you right exactly. I, I sent i sent the cool uncle to escort them around and take them to dinner and stuff because i want him to remember all of these moments and i want mm -hmm. him to know how important they are because i can't go back 
and recreate that for myself. So I just kind of stepped out of the way very intentionally so that he remembers that the moment is his. And he wanted all my photos after, by the way. Boom. (laughs) Let let us know. (laughs) But even the banter between Melo and Rocco when when he was trying on different kicks and he's like, oh, that's not the one. That ain't the one, Chief. And he's just like saying stuff like, oh, you better make sure Mariah doesn't walk off. I'm like, what? Sir, what? <laughs> welcome to my world. You, seriously, yeah, you mentioned that already. And that's how he ends up on, you know, the shade room, etc. <laughs> that's that is Romello. Romello is charismatic. He is phenomenal at every sport that he plays. It he he's a special kid, but he is definitely the one that will try you. But it's actually a cool <laughs> balance because Rock is chill. It's it's so they kind of I don't know. They just kind of even each other out in this yeah. really strange way. So it works out. But Romello is definitely <laughs> a different breed. Yeah, you definitely, um, you know, have to have that that balance in your life. And so the Lord knew what you needed there. And you also really kept your word on not making them late because that was one thing that they could both agree on. Mm. N- not having the tardy situation. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, my, my middle son is very prompt because in sports, that is very key. Mm-hmm. So he's been conditioned um, since he was five, six years old. He is, I mean, he gets me up on time when it's time for games and things like that. And I come from a very different lifestyle. I, I definitely don't glorify being late by any stretch of the imagination, but I work all night. And for many years, what I did, I would record all night and I would leave just in time enough to get home, get them dressed for school, take them to school, and then I would go to bed. So me going to bed sometimes would be at 8 a.m. So, yeah, so I lived that lifestyle for almost 14 years straight. So a lot of I I think people don't understand why when the kids are mentioning late, we laugh about it. But it really (laughs) comes from the lifestyle that I lived for so long to be able to participate with them and then record by night. It was really, it was really crazy. I kept vampire hours. The Yeah. For well, over you're also not in charge of your schedule all the time too. So it gets, a, it gets a little tough. Right. And we know that obviously your kids are number one priority and you're doing your right. absolute most to protect them, which is why we were hoping that the judge would seal the documents pertaining to them and financials. So when you walked in, like, were you blindsided by the reporters? Because I was, when you said that, I was like, why would they have reporters there? But then again, you know, I, I'm I'm not going through all this. I was blindsided. I was, um, wow. I guess I was a little, I guess I was a, a little more shocked because, you know, I'm not in California or New York where that's something you typically see. And Mm. since I didn't feel like the date had not been discussed with anyone, you know, I I thought it would be okay. But I also say, listen, I'm not going to spend a lot of time complaining, you know, with this is my job. It comes with the territory. It's unfortunate. I just wanted to keep as much of it private and as much of my children's uh, business private as possible. That was it. But I was shocked. I was definitely shocked. I wasn't expecting that in Georgia. Yeah, it's it's unreal. I feel, honestly feel like it's a it's a no. You shouldn't have to even have to say it to keep the kids not involved. But then to be blindsided with the media is really really tough. And I can't imagine going through that and having it on TV play out as well. So you know we're super proud of you on how you've handled that. And we just want to let everybody know: stay out of her DMs. 
Boom. She has got music <laughs> to focus on and she's the boss now. And you know, you as the boss, I was so extremely intrigued because you're now the artist, the executive, you're, you're handling it all so much. And I was so intrigued when you shared some gems with us on some of the behind the scenes moments, um, of previous albums, like why I love you so much and how you didn't understand them putting you on the motor scooter or how the album title, uh, the album, oh, the title and the photo wasn't your Boom. choice, actually, I think you mentioned. And so <laughs> yeah. what are some other gems that you can share with us of some of your differences now going from being the artist to us to now handling all of your affairs and having total creative control? Well, you know what? I always feel awful when I feel like I'm taking a long time to do things because I feel like I owe it to my fans. They've been there for me since I was 13 years old. And now at 39, it's like, I want to constantly give them things. I want to constantly give them content. I want to constantly give them music, but it's very different because in the early days, there was a team for everything. There was a team for radio. There was a team for marketing. There was a team mm -hmm. for every single component Arista, Rowdy, there was a team. There was a team. Mm -hmm. Now there's no team. There's four of us that make everything happen. And anything that takes place comes from me financially. Mm -hmm. So yeah. with the reality that here I am, newly divorced, moving, all of my children in, in, in the academy of my choice. And then I have my mom. Then I lost my uncle, which totally just knocked me completely off my feet because it's mm. not like he died in his sleep. He was killed. So yeah. I'm oh, having yeah. I'm all so of sorry. these things happening. And I don't think people realize that I'm still a human being. I'm not a machine. And there's no one else to help me facilitate these things anymore. So mm. it used to be where back in the day, if I was going through something and things were happening, I could say, to the marketing team, this is what I want. And to the mm -hmm. radio team, this is what I want. Now I gotta go do what I want, mm -hmm. then pay for what I want, then explain what I want, and sometimes fly in to sit down and have a meeting to get what I want. And my life has just thrown so many curveballs here lately. It slowed me down, but one thing it's for sure not done, it has not stopped me. Mm -hmm. It just has taken me a little bit longer. So I try to tell people, you know, I've not lost sight of my purpose and what I'm trying to do, but I, it definitely takes me a little bit longer because we're doing it all by ourselves, the four of us. But that's and the so, beauty of it. And your fans well, are here waiting beauty. for you. We're here. We're here waiting for you. Don't worry. When it comes out, we're going to be here for it. So take your time. Success is a process. And we just want to hear what you feel comfortable sharing. Boom. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I just feel bad when I say um, like the album title was chapter 38. I would have loved to have released it while I was 38 years old and it just didn't happen as planned. But the music is sounding great. And I have had the opportunity to work with some really amazing producers like working with Pharrell was a dream come true. And it oh, wouldn't have happened if I had rushed the project out. Mm -hmm. That is very, very true. And we do appreciate that you always, you know, share those little gems with us, which brings us to a game because right. we love like little back uh, background insidery things mm -hmm. called Wiki What? Okay, so as we know, Wikipedia is run by fans and they update some stats, but sometimes there's not a source and it's a little left field because we played this with Tiny and she's like, I didn't go to that school. <laughs> so we're going to list out some things and you simply true or false. If you want to give us a little background, that'd be great. You All ready? Right. Sure. I stay All right. ready. This is Wiki Wood, Wiki Wood. Sorry, I'm a little corny. All right. First off, at the age of 10, you were part of a traveling gospel choir. True or false? Yes, sir. Charles Thompson and the Majestics. But we traveled around Georgia, not out of the state. 
Ah. Oh. Okay. And two, the sisters from Escape were also in the same choir. Oh, Add wow. that little asterisk, folks. <laughs> the history. We did not know that it goes back like that. Next, yeah, Latasha, uh, Tamika Scott, yeah. Oh, that's so dope. So next question. Two Chains was a classmate of yours during high school. Is this true or false? So partly true. Um, it's incorrect. Ooh. We were not classmates. I was a freshman and he was a senior. So our interactions were during lunch and auto mechanics, but I was not in the classroom with him. Wow. Okay. So Wiki almost has a lot of this right, but not, almost not there. Right. They feel like always almost there, but I guess almost doesn't count. I'm gonna nope. do that. <laughs> All right, we got two more for you. In 1991, you were discovered by music producer Dallas Austin performing Whitney Houston's Greatest Love of All at the age of 11. True or false? They, they, they almost there. That was 94. Mm. 94. Mm. Center stage. 19, okay. Yeah, it was I, center stage. Yeah. Yeah, they have that center stage auditorium in Atlanta. I was rooting on Wiki to get this one, but this is no, the last No, they got to get something wrong. Hello. The last question. <laughs> Let's hope that they got this one right. Your new album, Chapter 39, is dropping in October of this year. Is that true or false? Incorrect. The album title is Chapter 38, and something that I've been debating on is I think I may change the album title since so much has happened mm -hmm. when i in initially named it but we don't have a date i'm looking to drop a single over the next couple of months and then i'll decide on the release date boom Amazing. so guess what that was actually not on wikipedia that was yeah. our way of trying to figure <laughs> out what's going on with the album <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to try to sneak the details in she's there. Like, like you maybe. dirty little <laughs> she'd be like uh-uh because -uh, the album's coming out next month i'm like oh, you heard it here folks ladies and gentlemen <laughs> so thank you so much for playing wiki what uh we see you next week's episode that y'all are heading to mexico without the kids you lay down some laws with Melo and leia they better follow suit because you're like if you know grandma's gonna be here and i will literally take everything away from you and you'll have nothing but air and food <laughs> right period. period love it love it love it so you we look forward to next week we look forward to next week's episode and they thank you so much for spending time with us and I hope you're doing good. Yes, okay? thank you so much. Yes, I had fun with y'all. Right? It's such an honor and pleasure to chat with you. Come Same on, here. Monica. Same here. Same here. Love y'all. Bye. You Thanks for being you, boo. All right, babe. Bye. Lejeune. How's, oh how's, how's little girl Lejeune doing right now? <laughs> she... She can't believe that we just ch chopped it up with Monica. We like, just chopped it up and we chopped it out. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. And now we have to move on to another RB legendary lady, and that's Tamar Braxton. Uh, and sure to is. catch a beautician. You mm. know what I'm saying? And our boy Johnny. And this week, they were definitely catching more than some beauticians. They were really catching and mending some relationships and beauticians. I How know. That? It was really cute. Yeah, I was loving it, loving it. And first up, we met Cherie, who got a little emotional seeing Tamar and Johnny. So that was too, too cute. Tamar was like, come on, bring it in for the hug, mama. I know, she right? She dropped cute. those tears real quick. I was like, oh my God, miss her. Are you okay? I thought it was about her hair right away. And she's like, no, it's about Tamar and Exactly. Johnny. And now you know how the little girl and me just felt when we just did that last interview. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Cherie came in for a little sew-in. Well, she had a sew-in with a leave-out. And so I don't know if we recall from 
you know, previous episodes. But the leave out is when you have a hair weave, your hair is braided up, most of your hair is braided, and then the weave is sewn in. But there's a top piece that is left out. That piece is used to cover the tracks, and it is your real hair. So we have to be careful because we have seen the leave out pieces go wrong in the past. Yes, and, and this is why girl, I love this show because I am it's educating me about these kind of things because I, I I know like a little bit of information about hairstyling, but not to this degree. So yeah, hit me. Yeah, it's true because, you know, some people don't realize, like everyone, sometimes people think, oh, women wear weaves because they don't have any hair or their bald head. But no. it's a lot of maintenance on your hair to like put the heat and to get it to look the way you want it to look. It can really damage your hair. So a lot of times the weaves are a protective hairstyle. So the hair is braided up underneath mm-hmm. and fake hair is sewn in. And you could do whatever. You could do whatever. Right. <laughs> but back to our girl who was looking for a Beyonce-inspired look, which always makes me a little nervous, Easy, yes. Because, y'all, it's not easy to look like <laughs> Queen B. I feel like you're setting yourself up for failure. Like, yes, honey, I just, all I wanted was to look, my hair to look just like Beyonce. And what went wrong? How could this go wrong? Agreed. Oh because, yeah, I, every time I see I'm like, oh, because, again, even I know that. I'm like, uh-oh, this is going to be a little bit of a struggle, especially if right. somebody's not licensed. Or, you know what I mean? I'm just like, uh. <laughs> right. And even if you are licensed, do you have the the budget the, the, for, for a Beyonce lock? Even the quality of hair. Anyway, I digress. Her sister (laughs) said she could hook her up, but Cherie let us know that Sister Girl is a little bit of a work in progress, Mm. having been in hair school three times. And we learn that that process is about, it's a nine-month process, 18 months if you're doing it part-time. So, you know, Johnny's just like, what's that? Like, how... How are you going about this? Like, what what exactly is going on? And why have you dropped out three times? Exactly. But still want to continue to be all up in people's hair. And now here we are today. I guess it worked out for us because we wouldn't have had an episode, right? Hello. Exactly. Well, I don't even do hair, but I do know that I would not do this, nor would I let anyone do this to my hair. Like, Especially like attempted. a Beyonce level hairstyle, too. Exactly. <laughs> like, all right. A relaxer is a strong chemical. It straightens the hair. It will burn your scalp if you leave it on too long. You cannot add a strong chemical like that to your hair and then immediately after add bleach. Y'all, I think this is worse than when we saw a homegirl get her hair burnt off by the curling iron. Because you have to know better if you're going to consider yourself a professional with hair. I'm not a professional and I wouldn't have done this. And clearly I'm out of my comfort zone too but once I heard that too like I I know what a relaxer is and then when I heard the bleaching in my mind I thought I was like that sounds like a lot for hair to handle in a short period of time. Right. And then imagine this. There's a sew-in weave that she's doing this on top of. So now if what happens if some of that chemical gets stuck under your real hair girl you're burning for life it's just a wrap it was just (laughs) i didn't even know what to do and obviously this caused a little bit of strain and some tension that was already existing in the sister's relationship yes so the twins were apparently thick as thieves and after the move and a new baby, they haven't been as close. Tried to link up and reconnect their bond with a little sister hair due time. And that obviously went left. left. But and what south. I love, 
Yeah, yeah, real fast. And I love Tamar on her sister duty because Johnny tried to chime in with the, so why do you think the relationship went left after the baby? You think she's jealous? And Tamar said, no, she's not jealous. Yeah, She and, feels abandoned. And Tam- Tamar said that. She's like, well, I'm here to work on the sisterhood. And when we talked to her on the podcast, she did bring it up on how her sister did mess up her hair at one point. Not intentionally, but by accident. So I knew she would yeah. be able to speak on that front. And she nailed it, though, because they were like, no, oh, you're she- right. I felt abandoned. Yeah, for sure. She definitely nailed it. And so when we finally met Sharon, she pulled up to the spot. Obviously, y'all thinking that she's going to have a chance to interview with Johnny, but in for a cute little surprise when she finds out that her sister is behind the scenes watching on with Tamar. I know. So anyway, Johnny's going through the pics, and when he gets to the pic of her sister's hair, she's like... You know, looking a little confused. She doesn't know what this is. I don't even, like, to be honest, I know in some cases I feel like people recognize it, but they try to act like they don't. Do you think she actually recognized that photo? I'm going to say yes. And sorry for the tongue pop, but yes. I'm good Because to, as you just said, you can tell by someone's face, like, oh, mm, that's embarrassing. Like, no, I didn't do that. And I'm all. But <gasps> it was just kind of funny because she was like, I don't know. She, so, she had me on the, the blonde is gone. I honestly think that she is in her own little world <laughs> and didn't realize. But you're right. She is a twin and she knows that forehead. She's I was like, going to say, yeah, head. that, yeah. <laughs> So she almost they had me twins. there, but she obviously didn't have Johnny in. and everybody else <laughs> and everybody else watching on, including you good folks at home. But when Tamar and Sherry and Sherry came out, they started arguing immediately. Sharon and and um, her sister. Sheree. Yeah. And, you know, some tears were shed. It got a little emotional, but she was eventually able to sort of admit with Johnny's help that Mm -hmm. she should not have been dying anybody's hair and applying a relaxer within 24 hours, period. Yeah. And she said that was like a technique of hers, too, because right off the bat during the interview, he was just like, I'm sorry, you do what? And she's like, yeah, just I do that both. And he's like, I I just can't understand how in 2020 with social medias we're still thinking that's okay but god bless you sis because you were able to get some education and some knowledge right here thank god for how to catch a beautician Mm. but (laughs) (laughs) so you know she actually apologized and they had a much needed conversation to sort of get their sisterly bond back on track and she got to get a little boot camp from johnny you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying I, I the died. boot camp always helps because again, boot camp. and with her not being licensed, he was like, "Great, I got to do everything now." <laughs> exactly, he's like, "This is the boot camp of all boot camps," and this week's boot camp was, uh, this episode's boot camp was a little different because she doesn't have a license, mm-hmm. so he wasn't gonna let her do that on anyone's hair, but she was able to do the color to the tracks, which he taught her should not be done in the head. Should be done on a mannequin. But I died when he was just trying to get to know a little bit about her knowledge first before he got into the techniques. Yeah. Asked her what a color wheel was. And, and she, didn't know. she was like, the wheel of fortune? That's the only color wheel she knew was the like, wheel of fortune. And I was. And then even with the utensils too, because Tamar's like, oh, have you ever used, when she was dying the track, she was like, oh, have you ever used this mm-hmm. brush utensil or foil? And she just was like quiet. And she goes, okay, so neither or, that's fine. 
I just feel like she had to have used something when, because one of the pictures that Johnny showed her, she was dying different colors. How can you dye different colors without having some sort of separation? I don't know. I'm just like, I, I can't even. She had her own technique. It. She has her own technique. Yes, we know. And that technique did not work out for her sister, who apparently was her only guinea pig, quote unquote. Hello. But we know that she did get some techniques from um from Johnny and the tracks were looking really, really good. Mm-hmm. Our girl Cherie was winning because she got to be styled by Forever First Ladies, one and only hairstylist, our boy Johnny. Pew, you know pew. What so, <laughs> so that was a win, 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 win. So Johnny actually colored Cherie's hair and applied hair extensions that Sharon colored in boot camp. And the reveal was unreal. It was great. I don't know about- it was so good. I don't know about you, Easy, but I think this was one of the best hair transformations yet. And we've seen some really good ones. Yeah, no, we have. And especially, like, just more of them on the relationship side of mending that relationship. Uh, because that was, like, a deep one. It was like, oh, my God, this is my sister. And then even when she was like, well, you're my only guinea pig. And she did have a little a little attitude at first. Yeah. And I was like. I thought it was going to go left. I thought it was going to go left. <laughs> but then I kept thinking when we talked to Tamar that no security would ever get involved. She's like, no, we talk it out like adults. So I'm like, okay, we're going to get through this together. Yeah, and we did, and it was a beautiful thing because you know I think even the beehive will be proud of that transformation. I I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty it was pretty bomb. Right, and so we had another episode, and in the next episode we got to meet Mary, who was getting ready for to renew her vows. So y'all, we know that you never want to walk down the aisle looking toe up from the flow up, <laughs> and sure. her best friend. Peaches, who was actually in her original wedding bridal party, mm-hmm. you know, said that she could help her hook her up with her signature blunt cut bangs. But it ended with a trip to the emergency room, y'all. Which I didn't even know could happen. <laughs> I didn't either. And now I'm traumatized because I'm just like, wow, you really need to like be take care, be careful of who you're like, doing your hair and how they're treating their needles. So y'all, before you get your hair weave, say, can I see your needles? Because I don't know, y'all. She ended up in the emergency room and apparently they're saying it occurred from a needle prick in her head. And maybe, you know, there was some um, product that was added after it was irritated and that caused to like some sort of yeah because she uh, added she added oil to it and then you know with all that it it doesn't give room to heal so no it does not leave much room to heal in fact it leaves room for boils and (laughs) she had to have it was a bloody scene when she went to the emergency room and so obviously she never went back to peaches again to get her hair done after that and I don't know. It, it's just really a lot. And we know that the bridal renewal is a non-starter because her head was wrapped up in a gauze. Yeah. And it ultimately like resulted in the end of a 22-year friendship. So that was, you know, really like sad to see. And then my whole thing is because they had such a strong bond and have been friends for so long, I was like, what is she going to say when she sees that her friend brought her on this show? For this reveal. She did not look too happy with the, when, the, when the sting went down. No, she didn't look too happy at all. But this was the moment when I had to recollect Tamar saying that no security <laughs> came in because she looked like she was ready to To throw down. Fight. She was ready to do something. She was like, mm-hmm. Like, I felt right. that tension. Well, we called out this scalp-stabbing friend. And <laughs> 
to the shop and you know she thinks again she's gonna have a chance to interview with johnny when johnny's going through the pictures scrolling through some of her work first of all i was so surprised by her reaction when johnny said he wanted to look at some of her work she was like oh god what are you gonna look at like for yeah me, period interview is done because if you're not confident in your work, in your work. and you're scared of what i may find you can leave now, Miss. You obviously did not want the job. You should have prepared yourself. Or you to knew know something that, it, that he would stumble upon something. That's when they go, uh oh. <laughs> right, exactly. And so maybe he knew that she might stumble upon that boil. Because we saw some beautiful work. Like yeah. her work was really impressive. But her face switched up and she automatically got offended right away when Johnny showed her Mary's head. And although she said she may or may not recognize it, they didn't fool me this time, y'all. Yeah. Because <laughs> Because it was clear that she knew exactly who and who what it was. it was. Right. Yeah. And that's when our girls fly in. Tamar and Mary flew in. Our girl Peaches wants no parts of it. She said that that could have been a pre-existing irritation, an allergic reaction. Right. She claimed that her friend could have called her. Push but that that's blame. When we find out. That's right. She is like going hard. And then we find out that she was left on red. So why is she saying that someone could have texted her when she left her text? I know she's like, red. Miss, I did reach out to you. Mary's like, I texted you the picture. And then that's when you know, as you just said, like Johnny, she got called on her bluff, Miss Peaches. Yeah, definitely 100%. And then she that's when she reveals to us that she was, you know, living her life. That's <gasps> how she was too busy to respond to her friend's text. It's such a passive aggressive thing, especially like over 20 years of friendship. Like, oh, I was busy living my life. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry for the past 20 something years where we live in our lives. OK, fine. I would have been furious. That was such a crazy moment. But when Tamar asked how the situation left her feeling again, her response is, you know, maybe she was feeling some way. Like, obviously, maybe is the new yes for our girl Peaches. Yes. Because she said the same thing about recognizing the photo. And obviously, she just has a hard time just being real when she's in a tough spot. But we got there. Peaches was embarrassed at first, but finally got vulnerable about her friendship. And they were able to break through and not only, you know, and accept some accountability, you know? Mm -hmm. She was ex super excited about boot camp, too, because I'm telling you, y'all, she did not look like she was going to be willing to take any tips from anyone the way that she was like, no, um, that wasn't me. That happened because she already had a busted up scalp. Yeah, I tried to tell her now. Let me say. <laughs> well, she probably felt a lot of pressure too because I can't imagine being in that setting as well. Like, oh shit! First, I'm chatting with Johnny, who is our forever right. first lady's personal hairstylist, and then like Tamar rolls up, and then your ex best friend that you haven't talked to and you know that you left on red. It's just a lot to take in. And the cameras because that's Boom, your profession. Boom, that part too. And you know that this is gonna be on TV, and then your customers might be like, "Oh no, Miss. I'm not going there with the nasty needles." So yeah, <laughs> let me stop. We I love. I'm not trying to say she has nasty needles. We do know, as we learn, that she does sterilize her needles, and that. And Johnny even agreed that these pricks are something that sometimes happen. happens. Yeah, but you know, it's not. Um, too surprising that she was so excited about the boot camp after learning that her source of continued develop professional development is the gram. Yeah. So that was real cute. Johnny was like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> He's like, well, let me but she actually, this. 
Right. No, for real. But she actually had really good technique. Even when he was like, all right, let me show you how, let me see how your threading technique. And when she did it, he's like, great, great, great. So she obviously did great work and he, but he did get to show her how to use a closure because we learned that she usually creates one. So y'all for our closure, it's basically, so the edges, we talked about the edges when we had our girl Tamar on the show and how sensitive and vulnerable they can be. I expressed some concerns about mine. She sure so now did. I you know. took that moment. I, I did, and I can get a closure if I'm concerned about there being any extra tension on my edges. Instead of getting my hair braided and a weave sewn right into my edges, I, you get the closure to sort of protect your edges and you're not seeing that, and then you can sew the weave into the back. So that was amazing. She learned the technique, and she also got to build her confidence because can you imagine, like you just said, feeling so low and feeling as if your craft is being questioned, yep. but then to get that sort of confirmation Redemption. from Johnny. Yep. Like, yes, I do my thing. So it yeah. was really, really, really an amazing And then all, obviously in human nature, when you're nervous, you, your hands start shaking. So being a hairstylist, you can't have shaking hands. So that sucks on top of it even more. Right, with that curved needle. Hello. And you just got accused of pricking somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but Mary's son came for the reveal, which was so cute because he's going to be the one walking his mom down the aisle when she gets the chance to redo her valve I, I love that. I know, and Mary's hair was laid. It looks great. And she knew it. She was feeling it. She had pep in that stop. I know, not only was her hair laced, but she asked Peaches to be at her wedding, and she said yes. I know, right? That was it So was there we go. Yes. Mending hair disasters and relationships. I know, I know. Like I said, this week we're catching more than beauticians. They really connected sisterhoods in both episodes. One episode was real sisters, and another episode was a 22-year best friend relationship. So they're sisters, a.k.a. sisters. And there you go. <laughs> All right, so before we get into the season premiere of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars and give India Fair a call, June, what's yeah. the hashtag? <laughs> Ladies quiz. and gents. If you want to get in on this conversation, make sure you're using that hashtag VH100 podcast. Don't forget the podcast. <laughs> and thank you so much. I'm like Wheezy F baby. Please say the baby. <laughs> <laughs> so we had the season five premiere of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. We welcome yes. back Shay Coulee, Miss Cracker, Alexis Mateo, Blair St. Clair, Mariah Pratt. Oh. Mariah Paris, Balenciaga, India Farah, Juju B, Derek Barry, Mayhem Miller, and Angina. Back yes. in 2016, rules got changed up where our top two queens would battle it out to eliminate one of the bottom queens. But now mm -hmm. that we are in 2020, the rules are switched up again, y'all. So mm -hmm. we still crown a top queen, which was India Farah. And right. I say, let's give her a call because a lot of shit went down right. in this premiere it's episode. Only right. It's only right. Right? We weren't there yes. to experience it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Mm, hello? Ring, ring, ring bitch. Oh hey my God. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Okay. Oh, so you answered. Thank you so much for answering because right. you, know, you can screen calls nowadays. Okay. <laughs> you know, I had to I had to answer this call. This was a very important call. Oh, of course. Yeah, we are VIPC, very important person call. There we yes. go. <laughs> so before we get into the new season of All Stars, I know you're out in Vegas currently, right? Yes, correct. So how are how are things going on out there? Because we know that our our country is going through some shit. Mm-hmm. So how are we holding up in Vegas? You know, I'm holding up as well as I can. Um, I've been quarantined going on three months on the 14th. 
8th of June. So we haven't really seen anyone. And, you know, we, me and my fiance live together and we created this website, Farrah James Designs. And it's based off India Farrah and her drag name is Savannah F. James. So we've been creating masks, costumes, wigs, and just putting them up for sale and kind of surviving off that right now. Okay. So creative. Well, there's so much (laughs) happening. And in light of recent events, what has surprised you the most? Um, You know, the unity of people and Mm -hmm. everyone coming together and witnessing that and the power that social media has is absolutely incredible. It's mind blowing, actually. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, I've definitely blocked and unfriended some folks. And oh, same. Boom. My block I was like, list no, has no, no. Grown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's what I love love about the whole social media of it all. Because like you're getting to see, unfortunately, some people's true colors, and you're just like, oh shit! Like I thought you were like a real one, and now right. you're moving this way. It's just done. Right. Dead. It's a little disheartening. It's crazy. It yeah. is very crazy. And we did obviously have the season premiere of All Stars 5. Congratulations. Yes, we did. Thank very you. Very action-packed <laughs> premiere. Like, I literally had to be like, wait, what's going on? Wait, who's doing what? Okay. Right. So first off, walking into the workroom again, how was that? Oh my god. It was crazy. It was insane. It was so nerve-wracking, exciting. It was like a thousand emotions put into one. Oh. It was it was amazing overall. Yeah, because there's a lot to take in, and everyone's walking in. Yeah, right. And now you gotta have like a little catchphrase. You gotta pose. You gotta all of look it. Look over, see what girls are in the room already, or exactly. It's and- so much going through your head. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, Ricky Martin popped in for the mini oh, challenge. Oh my you god! You have to read in front of him. What was going on with the nerve situation? Yeah, because you have to moment. read the queens when they had to open the library. Right. And this was my first time reading on television. Mm -hmm. Like in my season, I didn't get to the reading challenge. And I knew going into it, it was the first part of All Stars. It has been. And that alone is nerve wracking. Mm -hmm. But then you have Ricky Martin walk through and he starts off by reading Miss RuPaul. I was gagged. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, we have to read each other in front of RuPaul and Ricky Martin. It was crazy. Oh, it was amazing. It was so crazy. It was a moment. And then for the maxi challenge, before you went on, it seemed like you did have nerves. But I was like, uh-huh. how? Because, yo, you turned that shit out. There was backup dancers. There was a tumble. <laughs> and then the this little yeah. thing. Everybody can't see me on Zoom, but like a, a number of hair flips. <laughs> all the head whips. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, all well, sitting there. We were all sitting there watching each other. And these girls are incredibly talented. And I believe yeah, they didn't everyone come to play. put out their best. Yeah. So, I mean, my nerves were getting to me because I was just doing what I do. I love to entertain. I love to dance. I love feeling that audience's energy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I haven't performed in front of RuPaul in going on, I think, 10 years since yeah. we filmed, actually. So none of those judges have seen my glow up. They haven't seen my growth and maturity. And sitting there watching all of this play out with all the girls doing their talents and then i go up it was it was crazy yeah, it's straight too. up like a talent show like a high school talent show because yeah, you're 100%. watching your competition you're like oh shit but i need to know if you were dizzy after all those hair flips because i literally Ooh. i was gonna I, I practiced my hair flips to show you how i could do but one i didn't eat lunch and two i didn't have time to grab my wig so everything was a mess my head is already a little hurting so i was like oh i can't do it how did you calibrate after all of that You know, I don't get dizzy. Um, I took figure skating lessons when I was about 15, and I've been doing the head whips since I started performing at 14. 
Um, I started performing at like local AIDS benefits at colleges. I never performed in bars. It was always like pride events. It was home health parties, teaching safe sex education. And we would do a fun little drag show. So I've been whipping my hair for years. So luckily my neck is pretty much just gone. Right. Like I'm like the exorcist <laughs> over here. <laughs> in a couple of years, we're going to hopefully not see you in a neck brace. I'm not trying to put okay. that out there in the universe, right. but I'm sure you'll oh. do like a little. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously everything worked out because you took the win. And then we find out the new rules on top of this new rule on how you're mm-hmm. up against a mystery lip sync assassin. And oh, yeah. in order to send the bottom queen of your choice home, you have to beat this lip sync assassin. So right. you're like, oh, hell, who am I going against? All of a sudden, <laughs> the reveal happens. It's Evie. What are we thinking? Oh, see, that's the gag. You never know who you're going to go against. Yeah. And that's like, that's the, like, so, that's the great thing about Drag Race and All Stars is Rue will always throw a curveball your way. As you sure, never we don't want know you to get comfortable. Coming. Keep you on your toes. No, exactly. So and all the reveals when that Evie had too, I was like, "What the?" Huh? Okay, <laughs> she was literally living La Vida Loca. I love it. <laughs> it was perfect. It was perfect. Um, seeing the screen raise and seeing Evie stand there, I was ready. I was like, "Okay, good. You gave me someone good, someone with high energy, someone that can entertain, and that is truly an assassin." And she was just coming off of her season yeah. and her win and. It was really fun to like lip sync with her. Yeah. No, yeah, you pulled it out too because you were doing the tumbles. I was like, oh my God, the tumbles. Oh, yeah. And now I'm concerned about your spine, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then we know that obviously, again, uh, Evie ended up taking the win. Mm-hmm. But then the other twist on top of the twist on top of the twist mm-hmm. was okay. that the, the 10K <laughs> rolls over to the following plan, like a minute rollover plan? That part right there. Did you see all of our faces? We were like, They're like, oh. <laughs> I did the GG, the gay gasp. I was like, yeah. what? So, what? Yeah. would you have done anything different for your lip sync had you known that ahead of time? No, I don't you, think so. I was going to say, um, you, I don't think you could do anything more because you really. Right. Like, and we've for gotten it. really good like response from the fans over that lip sync. Some people are saying it's like one of the best. It was such a high energy. And it's Ricky Martin's song performing for Ricky Martin. So that just made it all the better. Got it. Okay. So. We want to play a game with you called Rue Who Rue What, where we will okay. quiz you on the who, what, where, and why from this current season of All Stars. So okay. it's not, I know we got a lot of seasons, so we, oh, will, yeah. we will focus There's on the current ones. And you're very lucky because it's only one episode because typically the queens that we interview, there's a couple episodes deep and they're just yeah. like, uh-oh, they what am I going to do here? So I got it good. I got it easy. Yeah, so hopefully you do. So fingers <laughs> crossed. Let's see how close you're paying attention. Are you ready for okay. it? Let's do it. This is called Rue Who, Rue What? Question number one. Upon entering the workroom, Shea Coulee said Mayhem Miller smelled like this. Rue What was it? Ooh. Oh, this game is hard. Ah. Sorry. No, because I was like, listen, we only got one episode under our belt, so we're going to go for the game. good. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. And I remember her saying that she smelled like something I cannot think of what it was i want to say uh flowers and sunshine that's what i'm gonna say uh, wrong wrong. it was it was it was it was rich yourself with question number two during critiques michelle visage said she wasn't a fan of alexis mateo's heels why oh oh i think because they were so short 
Right, because they were so short. Okay. Yes, ding, 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 because yes. they were one inch. And then Alexis was like, oh, but I stoned them for you. So she was <laughs> forgiven by Michelle. So that's fine. I knew it. I yes. knew you'd redeem. <laughs> okay. All right, two, two more for you. Okay. During the mini challenge, Mayhem said she couldn't wait to put Angina atop of this Ruwer. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, It was a good read, too. Goodness. I was like, oh, damn. Okay. So where would Mayhem want to put Angina on top of regarding that outfit? Think about the outfit. I want to say the Christmas tree. Ding, 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 ding. Down. You got it. (laughs) I just need like five minutes to answer. That's okay. You need time to process. We can edit that out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The power of editing. (laughs) Last question. During Untucked, this queen said Ms. Cracker had a nice ass. Rue, who was it? All about the booty. Juju Oh, ding, 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 ding. Down. That, she you loved a, them thick thighs. Yeah, you didn't need a moment for that. That was quick. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so good job. Thanks for playing Roo 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 What. Yes. Thank you. Yes. You're, you're so welcome. So anything else to get off your chest while we have you? Um, Not that I can think of. I'm so excited for everyone to see this season. I think it's going to be one of the best. It is filled with tons of laughter, love, and shade. And I think the world is going to love it. Okay, beautiful. And we do yeah. see in next week's episode, y'all are going to have to write your own verse for a song. And uh-huh. seems first, as though, first, first, first. <laughs> <laughs> and seems as though Blair St. Clair is calling out Miss Cracker for being egotistical. Egotistical, that was me being dramatic. Mm. Oh, yeah. So we shall see what goes down with that. But thank you so much for calling in. And yes. I hope you are doing wonderful out in Vegas, Miss Thang. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, guys. No, we appreciate you. Take care. Oh, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Of course. Thanks for taking the time. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Thank you, India, for getting on the phone with us. Yes. And that brings us to another close of another podcast. We are just turning them out left and right with you. Oh, my God. What is today's podcast dedicated to? Guys, you know, this episode, I'm going to keep it real cute and dedicate this episode to something from one of our guests, actually, on today's episode. Ooh, so there's only two of them. So this episode is dedicated to, drum rolls, please, y'all. Hey, bands that make her dance. Hey, bands. No, not that type of band. Bands, y'all. The episode is dedicated to bands because our girl Monica called in today and because I'm flexible too, let that be known, even though I'm missing yoga to record this <laughs> podcast right now, because I you. love y'all. But I, I, I've been limber. I, I was born limber. You know what? I, you know, I've been trying to do splits, but I actually popped something. And I that happened to my mom. My mom was like, I can still do a split, y'all. And she tried to go down. She almost got there. And we heard the pop. No! Like, we heard the pop. I heard on the like everyone just was like, oh. But she was looking good going down, but we encouraged her to come back up and let's not do that again. Oh, my God. Yeah. So now I got to switch the light because I can't do it now. So I oh guess I'll, God, ju- easy. <laughs> I'll just let it heal. Whatever. <laughs> can you do you, can you try doing the front one? I'm going to try to do the front one, but that I'm just like, that's a lot. So because that's easier for me. I honestly can't do the split with one leg in the front. Oh, I ha- yeah. Damn. Okay. Well, whenever get we down. get out of this quarantine, hopefully I get to see that in person. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you better wear some spandex pants. 
<laughs> I will, I will. So that is a wrap on episode 59 of BH100. Don't forget this Tuesday and Wednesday, we will have new episodes of Wild and Out at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please make sure to subscribe, comment on iTunes, and remember to spread the word. That's right, y'all. And, of course, be sure to follow the official Instagram pages for VH1, Family Hustle, To Catch a Beautician, and RuPaul's Drag Race. That's right. And if you are going to plug all of those, I will plug mine. I am at Easy Manoli. That's Easy M-A-N-O-L-I. That's right, y'all. And I'm at I am Lejeune. That's I am L-A June. Like the month, this month, because it's my birthday. (laughs) I know your birthday is coming up. Don't you worry. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. (laughs) So make sure you're listening to us and keep it 100. VH100 is brought to you by VH1 and Revolver Podcasts.